You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Hello, America, and happy Wednesday. Wow, a lot of things going on in the world today. President Donald Trump is expected to turn himself into Georgia authorities for a mugshot next Wednesday in Atlanta, in Fulton County. And then he's going to do a rally, my sources tell me, in Georgia, right when all the other candidates are back in Milwaukee doing a debate preview. That's going to be pretty interesting. It'll be the first presidential debate of the 2024 election season, the Republican side, of course. That's one of the big headlines that we have coming out today. Some other ones, still a lot of important election integrity issues out there. I know we want to put 2020 behind us, but we keep learning new things. And yesterday, our great Natalia Middlestat had a conversation with the attorney general's office in Michigan. It's owned by a Democrat. It's Dana Nessel, Democrat. And they confirmed that there was a police investigation that found significant evidence of an operation in Muskegon, Michigan, that was apparently turning out fake ballots or something to that effect. They found evidence of fake ballots and they feared it was nationwide. So they referred it to the FBI, oh, like three years ago. Hmm. Have you ever heard about it? No. It went to the dark black hole that the Federal Bureau of Investigation seems to be on so many issues these days. That is uh, just one of many things. Today, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who you're going to hear from on the show today, she said that last year, her now estranged husband, I think they're in the midst of a divorce, a medical divorce, that he went to vote in 2022. When he went out to vote, he was told he had already voted, that he had voted by absentee. And he said, that can't be. I didn't fail out an absentee ballot. Go take a look at that. That's pretty amazing. So we're still learning about election integrity issues. And over the next couple of days, you're going to hear a lot about them. Today, you're going to hear from Marjorie Taylor Greene. Tomorrow, you're going to hear from Kerry Lake. And we'll talk a little bit about that. And also, Ken Blackwell, former Ohio Secretary of State, a state that's actually had a pretty good record on integrity voting issues. But those are all the very important issues that we have to address on a, on a daily basis. Now, today we're going to kick off our show with a little talk about the state of the world. It feels tense. It feels anti-American. It feels as though America's capabilities are diminished. It's standing in the world. It's soft power and it's hard power. Not quite there. Now, that's not a disparagement of the great men and women who served in our armed forces. They are still the greatest fighting force in history, even with the problems that we have under the Joe Biden administration, supply chain, woke policies, recruitment drop it, uh, dropping by a large amount. All that said, there is still a very significant amount of concern 
about where we stand in the world. And so Morgan Otegas, who was a top advisor to Secretary of State Mike Pompeo a few moons ago now, back when Donald Trump was president, she's going to join us. She serves in the Army Reserves. She also has uh, extraordinary foreign policy mind, including running a group that does a lot of great foreign policy analysis and security analysis. We're going to kick the show off with her. I think I'm really looking forward to that. In the second block, Marjorie Taylor Greene, always a lively interview. You better buckle your seatbelt for that one. You're not going to be disappointed. She joined us from Georgia last night. And then we'll finish up with Ken Blackwell, a former Ohio Secretary of State. He has some very harsh words in the aftermath of the vote last week that Republicans picked a fight on, issue one. They lost because they didn't do early voting. How many times have we had that conversation in the last few years? Ken Blackwell is going to sound an alarm for Republicans that maybe they're not doing enough to get early voting going. Those are all very important issues. That's going to be our podcast today. So before we go to commercial break, everyone keeps asking me, hey, how's the Hands Off My Stove initiative going? And the answer is, it's going great. Hundreds and thousands of like-minded Americans are engaging to say to governments from City Hall, all the way up to the White House and everything in between, that they want their choices in their kitchen. Let us decide what appliances we put in our kitchen, in our basement. If I want a gas water heater or gas stove, by golly, I should be allowed to have it. Don't regulate them away because some liberal ideologues think that's a great idea. Well, if you feel like that, like I do and so many others, and by the way, many of the great chefs in the world feel that way, by all means, go join my good friends at U.S. Oil and Gas Association in their very important initiative called handsoffmystove.com. Handsoffmystove.com. It's a website. You join for a dollar a month. Your money goes towards building a coalition all across this country to oppose the eradication, the regulating out of existence of gas appliances that we all rely on, the gas water heater, the gas furnace, the gas stove, the gas barbecue in the background. Boy, they take my gas barbecue I'm going to be one unhappy dude. So that is what handsoffmystove.com does. Go to handsoffmystove.com today. Join and join like-minded people like me. And the more we band together, the more we can make a difference in this world. All right. A quick commercial break. When we come back, Morgan Ortegas. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. 
Hey folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from a turbulent market and economic downturns. All you got to do is put your IRA back on the gold standard. With a multi-trillion dollar trade deficit and ongoing geopolitical instability, experts say now is the time to make the switch. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Protect your retirement today with one simple phone call and receive your free gold and silver guide from my good friends at Genesis Gold. To do that, call Genesis Gold Group today at 800 200 G-O-L-D, gold. That's 800-200-GOLD. And find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number. It's 800-200-4653. gold Or visit them at genesisgoldgroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon Just the News family. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. I feel when we look at the world today, there's so much to be concerned about, whether it's the prisoner swap with Iran, the continuing fallout from the failure in Afghanistan, the inability to articulate our reasons for being in Ukraine in a way that keeps the American people behind what's a very important national security mission. When I I reach moments like this, I I have a hard time understanding the world. I go to someone that I know understands it well. She was the chief spokeswoman and strategist for Mike Pompeo when he was Secretary of State, reporter before that, a great journalist, a great American, Morgan Ortegas, and she's now the founder of Polaris National Security. Morgan, great to have you back on the show. Thank you so much. It's great to be back. I really appreciate you having me. Yeah, I want to start. I, I, well, we love having you. And I think making sense of the world is is so important to help Americans uh, sort out fact from fiction. With all the other dramatic things going on in the last few days, whether it's a special prosecutor, indictment, other things, I think a lot of people gave short shrift attention to the deal with Iran. We are basically paying money for hostages, something that for most of our modern history, America always said no, because it encourages the next person to take it. Am I misreading what this prisoner swap in Iran is with about? No, I think it's, uh, listen, it's incredibly dangerous for every American who travels abroad um, whenever these sorts of things happen. So first of all, is it commendable that the administration is trying to get Americans who are wrongfully um, detained, wrongfully imprisoned out? Yes, of course. That's the job of the American government. That's what we should be doing. But but uh, it's it, you know any negotiation uh, is is not the fix all right. So just because you get an American home, even though we're happy about that, and by the way, it hasn't happened yet, but this is what's being reported. But getting an American home shouldn't be the only end goal. You should you should have a negotiation that that leaves uh, the rest of America safe whenever they are traveling abroad, yeah. and so. We also tend to think often that what happens in one theater doesn't affect another theater. Well, I can tell you right now, uh, this is the largest ransom payment in U.S. history. Um, if this deal goes down, as reported, John, this is about $1.2 billion per hostage. And what does that mean? That means Evan, the Wall Street Journal uh, reporter who is in jail in Russia right now, yep. price just went up for him. And, and so if your listeners are wondering, well, how how is this all related you know, Russia now sees they, they saw that we were willing to do whatever it took, including uh, letting go a really bad guy in order to get Brittany Griner back. Right. So what do they do? All right. Well, now we're going to take a journalist because they because America really gets mad whenever you take journalists. Yep. So the price for wrongfully detained Americans around the world just went up. 
because we're now reportedly going to pay the largest ransom payment in history. And it just goes to show uh, how bad this administration is at negotiating. John, it is possible to get Americans out of prison in Iran for zero dollars. Do you know how I know that? Because we did it under Mike Pompeo's State Department. Yeah, well, that's exactly what I wanted to turn to. Uh, you look at what Secretary Pompeo, President Trump did in 18, 19, Absolutely. and 20. We got probably more hostages back in a shorter period of time than any time in history. And we didn't pay money. We used peace through strength to force people to do the right thing. And now we're just basically turning it into a cash register business. People say, well, if you don't pay the money, there's no chance we're going to get them back. That's not true, right? There's ways to make this happen without turning this into a profiteering business for hostage takers. Right. right? Why do you think the Biden administration bent so easily? Because I just think they're, you know, they don't really have any any real world business experience. They don't have negotiation experience. And, you know, Mike Pompeo, Robert O'Brien, who was uh, actually our hostage envoy before he became national security security advisor for President Trump. Brian Hook, you know, the three of them will tell you uh, you are only as good as negotiator as as who is sitting in the chair of the presidency. And so, uh, you know, they knew that they had a president behind them who was willing to be tough, who was willing to use force, who was willing to back them up. And whether it is a negotiation over hostages or whatever it may be around the world, uh, this team, um, this team of Biden officials who were all former Obama officials as well, uh, they are fra- they are afraid of American strength. It is something uh, that they feel like they need to apologize for as opposed mm-hmm. to something that they use as a cudgel. That's a great point. And we've seen those apologies started with Obama, really, going back many years ago. And, and it's carried. Yeah, it's the, the same group. It is. Yeah. They just uh, reshuffled the chairs on the deck and it's, it's still there. Um, I think when uh, history looks back and perhaps when people get serious about the 2024 election, the most uh, tumultuous moment in the Biden presidency, the most consequential one, at least thus far, is the way we withdrew from Afghanistan we now have a terrorist safe haven reemerging in Afghanistan. We have no eyes and ears. Mm-hmm. Um, the ta- Taliban now have ruined and wrecked the lives of women and children uh, in ways that hadn't been for 20 years when we liberated Afghanistan. Yeah. Um, and also, I don't think the 13 families that lost those brave um, Marines and troops, um, that they have gotten one tenth of the explanation or empathy that they deserve for their terrible losses. How much does Afghanistan hang over this presidency? And what are its uh, both security and political implications? Election next year, security long term. Listen, I think this is, uh, of all the foreign policy disasters of the three years of this administration, this one is the worst. This one, I, I definitely think, has lasting ramifications um, for the for the psyche even of this country, for the psyche of the members of the military. I see, listen, you can see it in our recruitment numbers, John. I see a very demoralized military. And, uh, you know, this administration is constantly puzzled uh, for why they have uh, just terrible recruitment numbers. We're talking about yeah. post-Vietnam War era recruitment problems. And all of the branches, uh, save for the Marine Corps, who have still figured out, thankfully, how to instill pride in people for being a Marine. But instead, you have the military throwing money at the problem as if it's a monetary reason that people are choosing not to go in. But rather, I think you have people that saw 13 young men and women, most of whom were born after 9-11, that unnecessarily lost their lives in a chaotic withdrawal. You saw us withdraw the way we did and just sort of wipe away 20 years of progress and gains. And these people, these veterans think, 
well, why did I miss my children growing up for all these deployments? Why did I lose my friend? Why did I lose a limb? Why did I suffer a concussion, you know, or head injuries, trauma for what, right? For it to end this way. And, and I think that's one of the, the things that the administration really doesn't understand the, um, it, it, the long-lasting psychological effect that that has had on our veterans. And now many of them who would normally recommend to their children or grandchildren that they join the military are saying, no, don't, don't, don't do, do it. it. It's not worth it. Yeah. And, and there's so many long-lasting effects of, of this disastrous withdrawal, not to mention we've never gotten a clear number of how many Americans and, and allies left behind. Right. That number has never been given to us. Uh, we now have, you know, women who for a generation uh, were able to get an education and to work and to open businesses, you know, have been shoved back into their burkers, uh, into the back of the house, no more education uh, or no more advancements. But most importantly, too, America is less safe. Uh, you know, we have had military generals testify, John, that ISIS-K has a foothold in every province, that yeah. both ISIS and al-Qaeda are getting closer to having capabilities to target the homeland. Um, so there are, you know, there are some really dangerous things that we must be uh, concerned about. It, the bottom line is it didn't have to end this way, right? right? Um, President Biden, you know, President Trump said, hey, we're going to end America's longest war. We're going to draw down and do this responsibly. President Biden uh, took a different approach, which is we're getting out no matter what and damn the consequences. Yeah, well, the consequences are damning. There's no doubt about it. There's a, you, you can see it now. It's extraordinary. There's another thing. And I remember one time I got to spend a, a day with George H.W. Bush and, as an elder statesman before he died. And a lot wow. of the thinking of how a chief executive that took foreign policy seriously really kind of just came out. I learned so much from him that day. And one of the things he would say is, Whenever you deploy military power, whether it's giving arms to someone else or deploying your own soldiers or taking military action on your own or backstopping someone else, you have an obligation to tell the American people what the objective is, what the victory is, and then how we extract ourselves. And he said that to me so profoundly and clearly. He really understood it. It was a principle to him, probably going back to his time at the CIA or maybe even when he was a young military man himself. There's an amazing thing that has happened with Joe Biden. Joe Biden started the U.S. support of the war in Ukraine with enormous, enormous uh, support. Americans think what uh, Putin did is wrong. There's a lot at stake in Europe. We should do this. Uh, over the last eight months, if you look at polling, particularly the CNN poll, which, you know, is kind of always had a more favorable tilt towards Biden, a, ma- a large majority of Americans, I think 55 percent in the CNN poll last week said, they don't want Biden or Congress to authorize any more funding. That is an amazing turnaround to go from having the, the will of the American people 100 percent behind you to losing it. Where did Joe Biden go wrong? And is it a failure to describe the objectives that ultimately got people dismayed about what we're doing there? I, you know, I think that's right. And, and people just became so disassociated from Afghanistan, unless yeah. you were in the one percent that we're serving. And, and that's the thing that, you know, I always uh, you know, concerned about is I, I do think America learned their lesson post Vietnam in, in respecting and our yep. military. Um, but so many people have no uh, connection, no understanding uh, to our all volunteer force. And, and our all volunteer force is certainly um, at risk whenever, you know, the American people don't feel the weight and the burden of multiple deployments. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can tell you because you know that, that I still serve 
in the reserves. And, and I only, when I'm doing media, I don't speak on behalf of the military, right. the reserves, just on behalf of myself. Yep. Um, but I can tell you, you know, just as somebody who's been a, a friend and colleague of, of people who have done multiple deployments in Iraq and Afghanistan over the last 20 years, you know, and it, it, it take it takes such a, um, uh, a toll on not only on their physical health, but on their mental health, on their marriages, on their families. Yeah. Uh, you know, our, our veterans in, of Iraq and Afghanistan, you know, answered the call. Most of them, uh, so many of us post 9-11 wanted to raise our hand, wanted to serve. Yeah. Um, you know, I went to Iraq for several months in 2007 as a, as a civilian and wanted to go into the intelligence community because 9-11 happened while I was in college and it just drastically changed who I wanted to be. And and I know that was for so many in my generation. And and now, you know, so many of us are, are in our 40s uh, or 50s who, who did these uh, deployments and tours, whether, you know, a civilian or military. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's, and it's taken a toll, you know, it, it really has taken a toll. And I do think that the American people have unfortunately been, been because of the all volunteer force have been sort of divorced from the reality that it's taken on not only the military members themselves, but on their families as well. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. When a soldier uh, or a troop or a Marine signs up, the whole family comes along with them. There's no doubt about it. And that's, I think right. that's a loss. You saw that in the pain of the Gold Star families at that event last week in California. Um, yeah. They all have suffered from the loss, uh, not just the brave men and women who died that day. And I think we forget that too often. I'm so glad you said that. And also a big thank you for your service because serving in the reserves is such an important mission. Reservists take so many uh, of, of the responsibilities that used to be active duty. It's such an important job. Morgan, we love talking to you. You're awesome. We always learn a lot from you. And I think a lot of the wisdom you shared today, I say a lot of collective heads nodding yes as they're listening because we need common sense back. We've lost a lot of our common sense. And when every time you get on the show, we get a good healthy dose of that common sense. Great to have you on today. Thank you so much for having me. Sir. Yeah, that's a great honor. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to take a great conversation with Marjorie Taylor Greene. She has a lot to say about Trump indictments, weaponization of government, election integrity, and so much more, including cutting the size of government. We'll have that live from Georgia right after this. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale. Four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.US slash Just News. That's AMAC.US forward slash Just News. 
Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z -Pak. The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Welcome back, America. A lot of great songs have been written about the great state of Georgia, including Georgia on my mind. And today, yeah, Georgia's on a lot of minds in America, but maybe not for a very good reason. Uh, the indictment of President Trump last night has really shaken a lot of folks and their confidence in the Georgia judicial system. We've got the perfect person, the referee, what's going on in the Peach State. She represents a district there. Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene joins us now. Congresswoman, great to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me on, John. Thanks, Amanda. I take from your Twitter feed that you're not very proud of your state today after what happened in Fulton County last night. Just give us some of the top line reaction of what you see, but also what your constituents see in last night's indictment. You know, I've been home in Georgia for a couple of weeks now as Congress is out on recess. And so I've been talking to my family, my friends, my constituents, and also people I know through business and, and our construction company. And people here in Georgia are outraged. You know, we have some terrible crime statistics in the city of Atlanta. Murder is up. Burglary is up. Gang activity related to cartels in Mexico is up. Fentanyl deaths are outrageous, nearly 300 percent in my district alone. Uh, but here's a statistics that is bothers me so much, John and Amanda, is every single month in the state of Georgia. And I found this out from GEMA and Homeland last week. Over 7,200 times a man will buy a child for sex in the state of Georgia. But Atlanta DA, Fulton County DA prosecutor Fonnie Willis is using all of her resources to target President Trump because he has the audacity to run for president again in 2024 and by every single poll is winning the Republican primary and also either tying or beating Joe Biden. And she's charging him with RICO charges, racketeering, uh, conspiracy. I'll argue that they should be charged with the same thing. Merrick Garland, Jack Smith, Fonnie Willis, Alvin Bragg, all of them are actually conspiring to with election meddling and trying to stop President Trump from becoming our president again after 2024. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's remarkable to see, especially when you consider you got D.C., New York and Atlanta and three places that have rampant, rampant crime. And then also they're focusing on President Trump. But I wanted to ask you about, you know, what Georgians can do as far as elected Georgians. Can can Georgia state legislature, can they go into a special session, suspend Georgia tax funding from Fannie Willis? 
uh, investigate the investigator. I mean, it, it seems to me that there are a number of tactics that, that could be allowed within the state legislature to push back on this. Amanda, those are great questions. And I've been asking those same questions all day today. Uh, there's a lot of debate going on over what can be done. And here's what people in Georgia want to be done. You know, people in Georgia right now, they want a $1.75 gas back. That's what they want, like we had under President Trump. They're sick and tired of the inflation causing their grocery bills, their electricity bills to be outrageous. So many senior citizens on fixed incomes can hardly get by month to month with their rent, grocery, and medications. Um, single moms and regular working families are maxing out their credit cards just to pay rent and just to put food on the table. But what Georgians really want from their Republican elected leaders here in our state is for all Republicans to join together and stop this communist takeover of our country. This should not be happening. The people's voice matters and they should be able to vote for who they want for president. And the, the, the Democrat Party should not be turning into communists and running a regime where they take over the Justice Department and take over uh, uh, district attorney's offices, prosecutor's offices and try to put President Trump in jail for the rest of his life, giving him virtually a death sentence. Uh, this is silencing President Trump's speech. He can say whatever he wants about the 2020 election. Um, that does not change the fact that Joe Biden is president today. So his speech is not any reason to lock him up and put him in jail. As a matter of fact, they are election meddling. They should be charged with racketeering and conspiracy RICO charges on a federal level. These people need to be removed from office. Bonnie Willis should be disqualified. And people here in Georgia are absolutely sick over what they're seeing happening in Fulton County. Congresswoman, you're a pretty red state, Georgia is. And uh, you've got a governor who's Republican and a secretary of state who's Republican. The secretary of state ended up finding a lot of problems in Fulton County during the 2020 election, but ended up not putting him into receivership. Governor Kemp doesn't seem to have any problem with his prosecution with his comments today. How do you rate your Republican governor, your Republican secretary of state on this issue of what's going on with President Trump? You know, Governor Kemp had a great opportunity to, today. He, he could have been a hero in our state. He should have come out swinging against Bonnie Willis and what she is doing, her abuse of justice, her communist um, uh, tactics and, and their coordination on the federal level with the Democrat National Party. He should have come out against this completely, but instead he took to Twitter to argue with President Trump about the 2020 election. And what I saw in that was I saw nothing but ego and pride. And that is not what I wanted to see from our governor here in Georgia. I wanted to see Republican Governor Brian Kemp uh, coming out against this. Uh, I wanted to see him coming out with a plan to stop it. It doesn't matter how he feels about President Trump. It doesn't matter if he's still angry at President Trump for attacking him over the 2020 election. He did a good job in his governor's campaign by not attacking President Trump back. And a lot of Republican voters appreciated that. But today he failed massively on a national stage. And I, I would argue that we need to see all of our Republican leaders joining together to stand up against the Biden regime because Americans do not trust our institutions. And that is a dangerous place to be in as a nation. Republican voters want Republican leaders to come together and stop the Democrat communist tactics to stop the Biden regime and to restore our country uh, back to greatness. That's what they expect from everyone, from myself 
to our governor, to our secretary of state, to Congress, um, every single Republican leader. That is what American people want. They are sick and tired of the Democrat tactics, um, the communist tactics from the Democrats, and they're sick and tired of government ruining their lives completely. Congresswoman, we just got 30 seconds before we go. Um, speaking of defunding, Rep. Andy Ogles of Tennessee, the I think it's called the Your Fired Act to defund Jack Smith's salary. Uh, what's going to happen with that next month? I'm really not sure. We've been working through appropriations. We have 11 more bills to pass. We've wow. already passed one. Uh, we can use the Holman rule uh, to, you know, to line item, take out people's salaries. The special counsel, however, is funded through the Department of Justice. And this is something we have to look at to see how we can get defunded. I've been calling to defund Jack Smith and his special counsel from day one. You and have? I can guarantee you I'll work very hard with my colleagues to make that happen. All right, folks, we got one more good one left. Ken Blackwell, former Ohio Secretary of State, one of the biggest thinkers of election integrity. He gets it right. He's got a big warning sign for Republicans and conservatives about not being aggressive enough on early voting. He's going to explain why that's important in the aftermath of a very stinging loss for Republicans in Ohio. We'll have that after these messages. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, 
Thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Welcome back, America. Last night, we had a rare August election in the great state of Ohio. A Republican-backed issue one failed. That was an effort to make it harder to amend the state constitution, setting the threshold at 60 percent instead of the current 50 percent right now. Now, former secretary of state of Ohio and now the chairman of the Center for Election Integrity at the America First Policy Institute is joining us. He is Ambassador Ken Blackwell and our good friend. Sir, it's been far too long. Good to have you back on. It's good to be back with both of you all. So this was a big uh, vote last night. I think Republicans staked a lot of their hope on this, that they, they could make the threshold for changing the state's most important document a little higher. They lost, uh, probably emboldens Democrats to maybe push uh, abortion legislation or abortion amendments up uh, and coming right now. Tell us what went on, why Republicans lost and what this may portend for the state going ahead. Well, first, John, I think it's important that folks understand that we were trying to improve the durability of the Ohio Constitution. Uh, the Ohio Constitution is 62 years younger uh, than the U.S. Constitution, but it has been changed 100 and, uh, or amended 172 times as compared to the U.S. Constitution's 27 times. So we were trying to increase the durability so that outside money and special interests uh, couldn't come in and, and and, and, and muscle their way into uh, the, the state of Ohio. Uh, it was important that we raise that threshold this time because we have a very important issue coming up in November. Uh, and that is uh, they are, the, the hard left is trying to make it easy to assault innocent life uh, in the wounds of their mother. They are, they are zeroing in on uh, attacking uh, parental authority uh, and this the durability of our of our families. Uh, and so uh, when we look at this, uh, we were outspent uh, yesterday uh, by I think about f 14 um, million dollars to about four point eight um, wow. million dollars. Uh, uh, we we won uh, on election day, but once again, we lost in uh, in terms of early voting and vote by mail. Uh, which which suggests that we still have work to do uh, because the left has perfected uh, their ability to bank and harvest votes uh, before Election Day. Uh, and so uh, as we approach this uh, November, uh, we have to start to uh, make sure that we are uh, playing with a full deck of cards uh, on, on our side. And, and we have to improve uh, our early voting take uh, or, or we're going to get uh, beat once, beaten once, once again. Yesterday, uh, uh, the proponents of this uh, amendment to raise the threshold, one in 66 of our 88 counties, uh, but we still lost because uh, there was a hard effort uh, at, at the early vote count and, and we couldn't make up the difference on election day. Uh, let me just stop there and, and take on your, your question. Yeah, that's a very important well, point. Yeah, and we knew this was going to be a serious issue, just judging by the fact that there was so much money coming in from states like uh, New York and California. I wanted to ask you, though, because... 
you know, Republicans have have had a certain way of fighting over the last 10, 20, 30 years since I've been knowledgeable of politics. Um, and it seems that things are shifting as far as fighting fire with fire. If Democrats and liberal activists are going to use that lower threshold to muscle in, you know, abortion or, or, or other issues, can't Republicans do the same? Just use it right back. Oh, we we, we, we can. Uh, and what we were attempting to do uh, was a good governance move uh, to improve the durability of the, of right. the Constitution, raising that threshold. Uh, but we, we can't tie our hands behind our back. Uh, whatever is the law and, 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 and the four corners of the ring, we have to fight within the four corners of the ring with everything that we have. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, there was a lot of discussion after the 2022 election. Yep, Republicans, we understand we haven't been uh, doing the early vote. We got to get in the game. We're going to be harvesters in chief. We're going to do a great job. The Wisconsin Supreme Court race comes in Wisconsin. Republicans get swamped, by the way, in the early vote again. Now, this race in Ohio, is, the, is there a gap between the rhetoric of saying, hey, we want to do early voting and the capabilities on the ground to actually achieve it right now? Well, I, I think there, there was an improvement uh, this time around, uh, but it, it, wasn't, it wasn't enough. You know, uh, it's, it's like the football coach, you know, who, who, who finds some comfort in saying we almost we got to the three yard line, but we couldn't cross the goal line. We <laughs> have to run through the tape. We have to cross the goal line. We, we actually have to get it done. And, and we and we have to play the full board game. We, 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 you know, in 88 counties, we have to play in all 88 counties in the state of Ohio. We have to play in all 50 of the states. Uh, even if we have some key 12 to 15 states that we're playing in, we can't leave any state uncovered. Yeah. So Amen. Amen. Um, I wanted to switch gears because in January of this year, we saw an interesting fight go down for uh, the Speaker of the House in our U.S. Congress. But something uh, a little bit similar happened in the Ohio State House regarding your speaker. Uh, a little bit of help from the Democrat side of the aisle. I hope that doesn't affect things going forward. But does it? Well, it, it, it does. It, it's, it's raised the, the bar uh, of difficulty for us to get things done, even though we control technically both both chambers. Uh, our, our speaker is obligated to the other side. Uh, and, and so, again, it just makes our hill steeper. Uh, but we, 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 can, we can get this done. Uh, Ohio uh, controls all of the statewide offices. We control both chambers, even though, like Texas uh, in the past, we have a House chamber. Again, that's a little bit more difficult for us to accomplish our ends. But we can we, we can we can get this we can get this done. What we have to do is to make sure that, again, as we've been saying, that we don't play with one hand tied behind our back. Uh, and we have to understand that this time around, the other side has their lawfare strategy, and so they're going to, at every turn, try to make us spend money uh, in, in, in litigation, uh, both before the election and after the election. And so we, we have to make it, it, it clear that we have to have our bank of lawyers, our battery of lawyers, ready to make their lives miserable uh, before <laughs> and after the election. 
All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Justin News. So grateful you can join. God bless you. God bless this extraordinary country, the United States. And if you want to keep that gas stove, that gas barbecue, that gas water heater, by all means, go join handsoffmystove.com, a uh, movement of like-minded Americans who want to preserve choices in our home and tell government to get out of our kitchen. The things we put in our kitchen are our choice. If you believe that, go join today at handsoffmystove.com. All right, folks, that wraps it up. God bless you. God bless this extraordinary country, the United States. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, podcast from Just the News. Hey, folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from a turbulent market and economic downturns. All you got to do is put your IRA back on the gold standard. With a multi-trillion dollar trade deficit and ongoing geopolitical instability, experts say now is the time to make the switch. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Protect your retirement today with one simple phone call and receive your free gold and silver guide from my good friends at Genesis Gold. To do that, call Genesis Gold Group today at 800 200 G-O-L-D, gold. That's 800-200-GOLD. And find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number. It's 800-200-4653. gold Or visit them at genesisgoldgroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon Just the News family. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion. Hunter Biden and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.